Unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Good evening, boys and girls. It is Christopher Roush, your No Excuses Coach, back here with another episode of the Ron Unscripted Podcast brought to you by people who give a shit. Hello, I'm here to help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. What's going on, misfits for life of the kick-ass nation? Yes, it is another Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Every single week, it's on your calendar for the Ron Unscripted Show where I have amazing conversations either with myself or with guests designed specifically for you to change your perspective about your past, your present, and your future. We already have Mary Sterling in the house. She says, good evening, Christopher. Good evening, Mary. Welcome. Tuesday evening. I hope the Tuesday has treated you well and you have treated Tuesday well. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, yes, I'm excited. I'm excited because today is August 10th, 2021. And do you guys know what that is? Do you guys know what that is? That is, that means, here, let me see if I can even show you. I'll show you right here. I'll show you what day it is. I will show you what day it is. Hang on one second. I got to do this. Um, so yeah, who's that? Did I do all that yesterday? All right, hang on one sec. This is live, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to do this live right here because it's the Ron and Scripted Show so I could do anything I damn well please. I damn well please. La, 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 la. Hang on one sec. How are you guys doing? Let me know how you guys are doing. I'm excited for tonight's conversation. That's for damn sure. You want to talk about a conversation that's going to go all over the place? Yeah, no, no, not tonight. Not tonight. Do you think we're going to go all over the place on the Ron and Scripted show? Never, never. By the way, I'm just trying to get this thing going. And okay, so what day is it? It is day 71. Day 71. Day 71 of what? You guys have been here every freaking week. You guys know it's day 71 of 75 hard Saturday. Saturday is day 75. Guess what I'm going to do on Sunday? <laughs> yes, I'm going to have some bad food and drink. Because you know why? Because I deserve it. Because I've gone 75 days, two workouts a day, 45 minutes each, 10 pages in a personal development book every single day, if not more, definitely more some days. Sometimes I don't remember it, though. I'd be truthful with you a picture every single day. So wait for this. I'm going to be sending out, uh, I'm going to create a video of all the pictures every single day of my transformation of my body and how much weight I've lost and everything else. And some muscle tone that I gain, um, a gallon of water every single day and a healthy diet. So yes, it's been truly, truly such uh, an amazing process. It's the second time I've gone through it. And this time I did it during summer, which was even better because, uh, this actually last weekend I traveled to Detroit And normally, if you guys know me, I like to drink when I fly because I don't like flying and I don't like being a bunch of crowded people in airports. So when I drink, it makes it a little bit more entertaining. But this time I didn't drink. I took two planes there and I took two planes back. Not a single drop, not bad food, not one. And it was boring and it was painful, but I did it because yes, I can. Because anything that you decide that you want to do, you can. You just go and do it. You put one foot in front of the other and you say, I'm going to get through this and I'm going to get through this with the best possible attitude I could possibly can. Lo and behold, you arrive at Successville. Successville. Boop, boop. Next stop, Successville. What's going on, beautiful people? We got Robert's in the house. I thank you so much, Robert, for being here every week. Both shows, you're, you're amazing. He says, hi, Christopher and Mary. We got 
Mary coming back. Mary. Okay. So we got Robert serves up and Mary comes back and says, good evening, Robert Brooker. We got Nicole Tiffany Cruz in the house. What's up, Nicole? Super busy mommy coach. It was just recently on our show a couple of weeks ago, a mutual friend of myself and my guest. Um, so thank you so much for being here, Tiffany. And thank you guys for being here, whether it's live or on the replay. I know you guys, some of you watching on the replay or you're listening to it now on the podcast, which is available through Spotify and any other place that you get your podcast from. Just go in there and type either Christopher Roush or the Ron Unscripted Show. If you type in Christopher Roush, you'll get both this show and the unfiltered. Well, actually, no, you won't get the unfiltered experience yet. Pause that thought. You'll still get the Ron Unscripted Show. So if you want it on podcast, definitely go check it out at your favorite media, your media outlet. And uh, let's see, why isn't that working? I have a little monitor right down here that keeps me keeps me uh, keeps me accountable. So, anyways, um, so let's just get right into it. My guest tonight, my guest tonight is a gentleman that I've had the pleasure of getting to know in various formats. We have met on Clubhouse. Um, I've been on his show. He actually has a great show and asks great questions. We just did an interview on that, um, and now he's part of my men's group that I do on Clubhouse every week. So we've had a lot of different dynamic conversations. We've had a lot of uh, amazing, candid conversations and vulnerable conversations. He is a man of many different talents and many different uh, uh, areas of expertise. So we're going to go a little bit all over the place. But tonight, I am pleased to have here on the Ron and Scripted Show none other than the Scotsman himself, Jacques Brocas. What's up, John? How's it going? How's it going, Chris? Good to be here. Thank you very much How's for having it us. Going? It's going, man. It's going awesome. We haven't had any technology glitches glitches yet. Just just before we start, this is the Ron unscripted show, correct? Yes, yes. Keep your clothes on, please. Keep your clothes on. I got to get. I got to get in with the. I feel a bit better. Ah, there you go. I don't have any. I don't have. I don't. I don't have any sleeves. So I'll put my sleeves up like this. There we go. All right. So it's the Chris and Jock show. It's night time. It's it's the night time, and it's wine time. So carry on. Well, I'm still doing 75 hard, brother. So I will have. This is my Mio drink with my water. So cheers. Yeah. And truth be told, you are on the East Coast. You are in Florida. And I'm here in California, the better coast. I am, yes. Yeah. <laughs> What's got what do you got going on over there in Florida? You doing some exciting stuff? Just a little bit of business preparation stuff that I'm doing up here, only for a couple of days, flying just in prep and stuff. And uh back, I'll be back in North Carolina on Thursday night. Mm. And it nice. is hot as hell here. It is humid. And I used to live here many years ago. And I now realize why I freaking hated the place. <laughs> Whereabouts in Florida are you? Right in Orlando. Oh, okay. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, no, Florida is way too humid and yeah, way too many other things too. Ah, it's creepy crawlies <laughs> everywhere. It's crazy. You can't breathe in the place. It's it's nuts. It really is. Yeah. Take no, me back to North Carolina that's like Scotland. Mm-hmm. It is. It's really like Scotland. It's, it's haunted and, and beautiful with lots of greenery. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. There's a few haunted places, and you know this 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 place I'm in tonight. It's um, it it reminds me of an old 1970, you know, a 1970 Shining movie. You go out oh, in really? the corridor and, and you look down and you think, okay, there's there's I'm just waiting on that little kid and the little tricycle going down. <laughs> what kind of place are you staying in? You're not staying at the Ritz Marriott then? <laughs> no, no, no. Just I know I, my wife is one where if we go anywhere, she wants to get the nice modern hotels and um you know all the modern amenities and that's cool but you know i get a chance when i want to go on business and i'm like let's get an old haunted type one and see if there's anything doing <laughs> <She> <laughs> <can't wait> to... <laughs> 
Do you bring your gear? Do you bring your gear? Nah, you no, I just some, do some nah. EVPs. It's, listen, the reality is, right? All that gear, all that gear does not prove ghosts, right? Just let's get that right down to oh, brass tacks. Oh, come on, it doesn't. You mean if no. I hold a transistor radio up when in the static, I don't hear ghost voices? No, it's bollocks. Oh, it damn. it measures. It, listen, you got to be scientific about it. It measures anomalies. It measures a, a frequency change. It measures a fluctuation. It measures um, even a camera can only measure a distortion in an image. It does not prove by any psychology means or parapsychology does not prove a ghost. Mm. So what proves a ghost besides Ghostbusters? Because my son is absolutely in love with Ghostbusters right now. He's got a Ghostbusters yellow uniform. He sing, he tells Alexa to play the Ghostbusters song. So how do you how do you determine if there's ghosts there or not? Do you ask There would him? have to be intelligent. There would have to be evidence. There's, there, there's got to be more evidence than just a temperature change or a fluctuation on a camera. There has to be intelligent communication in some form that intelligent communication has to uh, add up to a lot more information and also the history if you take a medium or a psychic or someone in there they've got to be able to validate that history you just got to remember that every measurement tool we have the evps the freaking lights that go off and everything it just measures a change in something it does not prove the paranormal which which is normal not paranormal <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now you, you you just actually just went in a direction to, totally completely different than I was going to go into. But let's let's stick with that for a second. Are you stopping so, it? You mentioned the haunt, you mentioned the haunted freaking. I know, I know, but I didn't think you're going to jump on it. Well, what's going on here? We got people say, got people saying what's up. Uh, Nicole saying what's up. She says uh, here. She says uh, she goes. Oh yeah. She goes. I don't even know Jock was uh, on today on the episode. Yes, Nicole. I am here live, raw, unscripted, and drinking wine which you probably won't, won't be happy about <laughs> but why yeah, wouldn't she be absolutely. happy about that oh she'd be she'd be wanting to she'd be she'd be looking for the fitness side of things and the nutrition side of things so oh. she knows that i have a little penchant for that side of a nice uh -huh. wine or something <laughs> i've known nicole for i've known nicole for quite a while <laughs> you have yeah she's she's, she's a beautiful soul mm -hmm. i know i can't wait absolutely. to meet her as well yeah so why don't you get, why don't you give, so we talked about paranormal activity. So when I look at those shows on cable, my wife, I told you and off the camera that my wife actually loves that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, those shows that are rewatching ghost hunters and all that other stuff, is that real? Is there any reality to it? Or is that just something to get us kind of our appetites wet for what, you know, um, paranormal activity really could be? I, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be, be careful what I say, because obviously I don't want to piss a lot of people off, but it's, it's entertainment, right? Um, and what it does is it shows that there is that there's a change in something. I mean, at the end of the day, if you look at any of those shows, there's nothing really scientifically validatory that tells that this what's happening there. It's interesting, and it gives. There's got two sides. There's got two sides to it. One, there's a dangerous aspect to it because it kind of gets everybody's juices flowing. It gets them into the whole let's go ghost hunting. Let's go. The, but you've got to remember that there's a dangerous side. To that that life right it's it's not all a bed of roses um and you could really be screwing with something you can't deal with and it's happened to paranormal groups and it's happened to quite famous people actually oh wow um ryan bull who who who, who, who was one of the, the lead ghost hunters and uh, for prs uh, uh he did the um 
the Demon of Brownsville Road when that actually first broke news and was all over Fox News. He had some serious issues. He had some spiritual, he had some serious problems after that. Wow. So you have to be prepared. You know, you won't go out your home and leave your door wide open for anything to come in. So you really shouldn't screw with the other side if you don't know what you're doing. And there's an element of sensationalism, right? There's an element where it's entertaining. And I get that. You know, it isn't entertaining. Um, sure. But they can also give people a false sense of security. <laughs> and then people will dive in, you know, say, oh, let's let's play with a Ouija board or let's get an EVP or let's get this out. And, you know, 99% of the time, maybe nothing will happen. But there's always that 1% of the time where something might happen and you could be opening up a Pandora's box. So there's two aspects. That, yes, it's entertaining, but there's also a dangerous aspect to it. And you don't want to try and give people the wrong impression of what the afterlife is or what, um, what is outside of the realms of scientific inquiry, because that's important as well. And then when people, you know, talking the little apps on their phones, you ask any real professional parapsychologist, they'll tell you the same thing. These are only measuring fluctuations in environmental stimulus or environmental energy. It's not proof positive of anything remotely paranormal. Hmm. So I think it's I think it's important for us, you know, given the context of what the title of the show is. What is your what is your background with all of this, Jock? How did you get involved in this, and why are you considered a subject matter expert and as well as an author? I I, you know, I, I could <laughs> I could turn around and say there's the, there's the old cliche where you speak to anybody who's who's had a um, a psychic ability or a, a spiritual life, if you like that. They were like it since they were a child, and it's the and it's the old it's the old thing. Everybody says the same things, and to a certain extent, that's right. Um, but I didn't know what it was. I couldn't label anything when I was younger. I my uncle was a, a monk in a monastery. I spent a long time in a monastery. I was brought up in, as a Catholic in, in the Catholic religion. I wanted to be a priest, and you know, I I went to go to seminary. I I got kicked out of there because I was a bit wild. And then the next thing was, well, okay, so I can't be a priest. Let's be a soldier. So I went and joined the army instead. So I kind of went <laughs> from one direction to another. Um, <laughs> you did. So I, I I'm not going to give the whole cliche that yeah I was like that as a child and I I, I you know experienced all these these phenomena. Yes, I experienced things, but I didn't know what the freaking heck it was. I didn't know. I had to learn that later in life. Sure. I always had a spiritual outlook, Chris, as you know. So that spirituality has been with me since I was a child. So even though I was in, if you like, a dogmatic type religion, it never made sense to me. So it put me on a bigger path. Well, if that doesn't make sense to me, well, what about this religion? Well, that didn't make sense to me, but I saw parallels. And then ever since I was young, I, I studied spirituality and religions and theology and all, all sorts of things, but I never stuck to one particular dogmatic belief system because mm. I kept feeling things differently. And so when I was young and I was you know, in the monastery and maybe we'd have like, you know, have a men's group. So we'd have like a boys group and these would be all the boys that wanted to become priests and things like that, you know, and, and a lot of them would be like, Oh my God, you know, I went out to the grotto today and I saw Jesus and I went out to, and I saw Mary or I saw this saint and this happened in my room and that, and that would pique my interest even more. So I'd be like, oh, what the freaking heck is nothing happening? Like, why am I not getting in like that? It's bollocks, this is. 
So I would go out and I would go down to where they were saying they were having all these experiences and I would kneel down and I'd get ready and nothing. Not a thing. Hmm. So then it put me on another path. Well, are they talking bollocks? You know, what's, what's, what's going on? So, you know, they, they can't all be having these mysterious experiences. And then that just led me down the rabbit hole and it just continued from there uh, forevermore. Wow. And you've written some books. Talk to us about those. I wrote, um, so I wrote a kind of parapsych a, a parapsychology book. I wrote after, remember, we had, you know, 9-11, which was a disastrous time. And after 9-11, I wrote The Powers of the Sixth Sense, which was to educate people on how they could use their sixth sense to keep them safe, you know, keep, you know, keep them safe in a hostile world, you know, um, understand intuition at a deeper level. And so what is intuition? Was, what is intuition for you? What is it? Well, let's, 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 let's stop right there. What is intuition? What's a baseline definition of intuition for you? Well, let, let's make it easy for any lay person to understand it because we could go into the whole energy of it, chakras and all that stuff. Let's just make it dead easy. Okay. Your compass, you're holding a compass and you're out hiking or you're out going over the mountains and you need to go which direction you can't see where to go. The fog is down. You've got your backpack on. You don't know where you're going and you're losing your direction, but you take your compass out and it points you to magnetic north. It points you in the right direction of where you can go. And then so you, you've you talked about this, you know, your signpost. So, you're, you know, you get, you had one, you're, so you get your signpost. So that's what intuition is. Intuition is, is your inner guidance compass that is inbuilt. It is part of you. It is what keeps you safe. It is what um, communicates to you in a spiritual way, in a spiritual level. Um, because the reality is, is that we are not, um, we are spirits having a human experience. We're not humans having a spirit experience, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to identify that. And we have to realize that we are greater than the sum total of everything that we are within the material world. Or we... In science, the science will dictate that we only use a tiniest percentage of our brain. Then the big question is, well, is the brain the mind? Is the mind the brain? Is it two separate functions? Where does all that come in? Where does the soul come in? But the one thing that's the constant is that we have an inner compass that when it's rough, when it's raining, when it's foggy, when you're tired, when you can't see beyond that way, it will point you in the right direction. But you've got to learn to use the compass. Because if you don't know how to use the compass, you're screwed. Mm. No, thank you for that, dude. I, I, when you were talking about that, what I was thinking about for me is what Glenn Morshire talks about, the inner whisper, right? Being able to be connected with... For what I, for for my perspective on what you're saying, Jock, and I, and thank you for sharing that, is mm. the books I've been reading with Michael uh, Michael Singer, you know, uh, mm. the Untethered Soul, the Surrender mm. Experiment, and in the in the Untethered Soul, he talks about like all the thoughts and everything else are going on right here, and he mm. says you're the observer, you're not these things, so you can just literally step back, and and be and be away, you can be aware of what's going on, but not be of what's going on, I guess is what is the way I understand it and being able yeah. to, yeah. And being able to separate that. But also when I think about it, also, I think about it in terms of this versus this, 
So my intuition is what my gut, what my soul, what my what my soul's experience is here telling me to do. This thing is based on all the analytical bullshit that's been programmed into my brain and that that conversation, that argument that goes on, mm. that's that incongruency that most of us live with. Would you agree? Absolutely. And there's there's a big difference between living in your head and living in your heart. And this is where we have this whole the, the whole analogy of using your gut instinct, you're having your your, your gut, which is where the seat, if you look at ancient Sanskrit, if you look at the old, you know, Aramaic thing back in, in, in India and their belief systems, they believe in Japan, they believe that the power comes from the Hara, which is the, the center of the mass of your, your, your tummy. Um, and the same is where they'll say in, in Eastern philosophy or Eastern belief systems, it's chakras. And so they talk about the root chakra and the sacral chakra, things like that. So. I like to make things simplified so people can understand it without any um, any formal kind of doc doctrine or any belief system to to try and give them an analogy of the compass or something. And and the, the same way that you're saying, it's, it's rather like a, 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 an observer effect, and it's also like you you break down an illusion. So we live in a life of illusion. If we understand we're living in a life of of, of illusion. We, we see that everything is, is temporary. We can we see it in a picture or a screen. It's a dream, but we can control that dream. And we need to be at a distance from it, watching it on the screen. And so you can make the decision based, instead of be, being a participant in it, you're actually an observer. So being an observer, you're able to segregate from what you see on the screen to what is here. Mm, I love that. People, That's amazing. Yeah. People don't understand that. They, 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 everybody, anybody that tries to teach you um, how to use your psychic ability. Or, and here's the other thing. It's not for the special people, right? We all have it. Everybody has it. I once taught, I once taught a course in um, Pennsylvania many years ago. And I had a judge that was on it. He's a very skeptical guy. And I said, by the end of the, by the end of today, I'm going to show you that you have a psychic ability. You have an ability that's in you, an ESP, an extrasensory perception. Whether you believe it or not, doesn't stop it from operating at some level, right? He then totally refuted it, denied it. By the end of the day, he came up to me and he says, I would never have believed in a million years that I could have achieved what I've just achieved in the space of a day because I broke down the bullshit and shed the illusion and showed them what was real inside of him, that it, it wasn't special. It's there. Just break that illusion, watch it on the screen and control it. So what, what would be the first couple of steps in that process, Jock? So somebody's watching this right now, they're intrigued, they wanna, they wanna get more. What are those first steps to be able to have that clarity? The first thing is to understand who you are, and that's that's a that's a big that's a big that's question. That's a whole other show. <laughs> it's a whole other. You know I mean? It's really in it. Really, it's, it's a whole other dynamic. Who am I? And it's been, we've been arguing about it for years and eons and stuff like that. But I would say is to a very simple thing is to equate yourself more with the natural world. Because if you equate yourself more with the natural world, you will see intuition in action every day. Talk to us. Give us an example. Equate, just for those people who don't understand Scottish. Okay. I just want to make sure they do under. <laughs> I didn't know if you were saying Scottish. quit. I was like, he said equate. It's just, okay. It's, it's one of my author words. You know what I mean? That's, that's not to do with Scottish. Um, but 
So me, you're me, not you're not back. not Scottish. So for me, some of that that's stuff true. doesn't ring. <laughs> so let's, let's give it. Well, okay, let's, let's have let's give your um. You love your cats. I mean, I know you just just you love your cats, right? Mm-hmm. You can yes, learn sir. intuition from your frigging cats. Okay. Oh really? Okay. So you equate yourself with the natural world. That's the natural world. They don't have. They are not bound by the material illusion that we are bound by. They're closer to nature than we are, right? When you watch nature, when you watch the birds, if you watch a wildlife show and all of a sudden <laughs> that caribou is having a little drink and it senses that there's a freaking crocodile underneath the water, that's natural That's natural intuition. That's It's, it's picking up the vibration. So let's take it to the real world in nature where a cop can use it, right? Mm. A cop, say a cop in, in, in LA, he's been called out or she's been called out to a job and she gets this, don't like this. I'm not going to go through that door. I There's something not right about this. There's a, there's a warning system. There's an alarm going off. It's the same thing as what your cat picks up when it senses danger or when a hawk is above and another animal senses the senses the danger and there's and anybody who's interested in how that equates in the natural world is um to go and read a book by a, a great scientist called rupert sheldrake and it's the sense of being stared at and rupert talks the sense about of being this, stared at yeah the sense of being stared at so okay. let me see if i can give you an idea of what that would be um, so for any of you guys that are out there, and I'm sure somebody's actually done this, you're working Light away. Light a fart on you, fire. Huh? No, <laughs> so you're, you're traveling somewhere, whatever else, and a, let's say a, 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 a really good looking woman catches your eye and you're, you know, you're young, you're, you're, you've got all that thing. And then you're staring and you're staring at them. They're not looking at you. And then all of a sudden, they know that you're looking and even though they're looking the wrong direction totally they turn around and they'll look at you and then straight away the guy you know the guy's like oh, i've been caught and i'm hiding away well that's like the sense of being stared at that's picking up the subtle vibrations the changes she was picking up that vibe she was picking up she felt like somebody was watching it's when you go into some of these ghost stories or ghost hunts i feel like someone's watching me it's the same thing but if yeah. you want to understand it from the scientific point of view, Rupert will explain it, how your dog senses. Those that are dog lovers, your dog knows when you're coming home. Oh, yeah. Right? It's intuition. That's the same thing that we have. But they're so close to the natural world that it's just natural. It's just it's, it's, it's part of normal nature for them. But for us, we've become so materialized and so disjointed that we think it's something that's super normal that's out with who we are it's, it's something we don't have and it's we don't recognize it because we don't know who we are mm. and we don't accept that and that's mm. the first stage of developing anything to do with your intuition or your spiritual spirituality to understand who you are where your place is and that what you see is an illusion. Now, I don't mean anybody to, to walk about. I was teaching a class once, and the guy, the guy's, uh, 
his mother came to me and says, what are you teaching him in this class? And we come back and he said, he came to the dinner table and he said, ma'am, see that table there? It's no there because it's an illusion. And she was like, you're not going back to that class. That's a- <laughs> 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 this, this was a martial art class where I brought in intuition. So you're not going back to that class. That guy's a complete crazy horse. And that's No, he's not a crazy it. horse. Robert's a crazy horse. He says, I often converse with my cat. Absolutely. I converse with everything. I converse with everybody. What's up, beautiful people? Robert, as if your your cat answers you back. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, sometimes he does. Sometimes he does. we got Teresa's in the house. Teresa says, hello. What's up, beautiful people? Thank you guys for spending your time here with us. Of course, ask... uh, I was looking at Robert's name. Of course, ask Jock questions. Any questions you might have. What? Are you a Fritz brother? What's a Fritz brother? Oh, um, I th- I don't know if he's talking about me. You don't know what a Fritz brother is? Okay, yeah. I'll have to explain that to you some other time because I want to make sure that I keep this conversation going. Um, so you said getting to know yourself or knowing yourself. So yeah. I know that you do coaching, and I know that you, you. We've talked a lot about personal development. Of course, you contribute heavily into our men's group on Wednesday nights on Clubhouse. Um, how did, I mean, cause that's one of the biggest questions when you think about me and a friend of mine, were having that conversation earlier, like, who am I? And he said, he went through 10 months of hell trying to figure out who he was because he got wrapped up into an identity that was associated with his, his career, like something so similar to something that I did. What, what can people do to be able to find out who they are? Cause I, I've talked to some people recently and they're just like, I don't know who I am anymore. What are your thoughts on that, Jock? I think the, th- the, the thing you would ask them is why are they asking the question? They don't know who they are. Right, they're obviously searching for something, which means that if they're searching, they're looking in the wrong place. It's they're searching external to themselves, right? Right. And so, the reason they don't know who they are is because they think who they are is external to them. Right. It's for me. It's it's their. Well, who am I? Am I am I the the guy that that drives the Mercedes, or, or am I the guy that's that, that's teaching, or? Am I the guy that's the coach or am I the guy that's, they're always looking outside of themselves, they're inside of themselves, which kind of brings you to the whole, like, it, it, it kind of exemplifies the old story about the, you know, the story about the mustard ear. You frozen. Somebody's having some energy. You frozen. I'm there? here. Yeah. I'm here. Yes. What happened? All right. So, uh, whether, so it, it's rather like story like the mustard ear. The musk deer it, at some point it, it releases there's a there's a, a, a smell that it picks up and it goes all over the forest and it's always looking for the source of that that smell that where it's coming from and it goes absolutely crazy just trying to find the root of where that source is that where that smell is it's just going nuts until it realizes that the musk deer is smelling itself because the gland that it's releasing the pheromone inside of it is inside of it the problem that we have with most people, and especially with a lot of guys, is we don't look to who we are in internal aspects of who we are. We're always looking for an external validation of who we are. So mm-hmm. the biggest thing that you can do is understand that you're more powerful than the sum total of anything that's material out there. And that inside of you, is a seed of greatness and that everything spouts from inside of you and and a a way to maybe exemplify it is everything that we experience chris's experience inside 
okay? We, we see a beautiful vision. Uh, don't experience it outside. The experience is not outside. The experience is inside. It's in the mind. It's the clairvoyance. We see the picture. We create the picture. We have the energy, the light. Everything goes into the eyes. It refracts. It goes to, it goes to we, it's inside that we feel it. You fall. You're running. You're on 75 hard. You're out jogging. You fall. You don't experience the pain on the outside. It's in the inside. You don't experience the change that you're going through when you're training on the outside. You experience it on the inside. The inside changes the external environment. The inside changes and breaks down the fat tissues, builds the muscles from the inside. External is the end thing. So when you understand that everything is inside, then you have the power to change what's outside. Ooh, ooh. When you understand it's from the inside, you have the power to change what's outside. And, you know, the other thing I'll say to people is, as another example, and this is a good example also for your intuition, you, you can't really understand the power of your intuition until you can look at a tree and see beyond the tree. You see, when, you, when you're outside or you're walking down the road or the lane or whatever, and you see a tree, you'll look at the tree and you'll think, that's a beautiful tree. Well, look at it. And that's it. That's an amazing tree. And then you carry on your day. Right. What if we took a little bit of time and went, that's not just any tree. And you go into the tree and you look at the pattern of the tree and you look at how it's growing and you look at the way it's developed and you look at its leaves and you look at its stem and you, its trunk. You look at how big it is, and then you go into its roots, and you think about how did it get there, how long has it been there, and you go deeper and deeper and layer and layer into the tree and its life and its structure and where it's from, how it got there, instead of just looking at it from the material aspect and saying, wow, that's a beautiful tree, look at it, and then walking on. Then you're getting in tune with nature. Then you're becoming and understanding part of nature. And that's going to start to harness your, your, your inner power. Ooh, harnessing your inner power. Yeah. Taking responsibility for ourselves versus, you know, trying to assert blame on everybody and everything else. Right. Yeah. So where do we, where do we lose this? Where do we lose this job? Cause I think about, and I was talking with somebody earlier about this, like for me, my, my focus right now, part of my focus right now is returning to the five-year-old Chris. Right. Because when I think back to when we were kids, we had unlimited, unlimited uh, creativity, unlimited energy, curiosity, sense of adventure. Uh, we weren't worried about what people were thinking. We were just doing our own thing. What are your thoughts about that? How do we get screwed up from that childhood experience to the adult experience? And do you agree with me in the fact that we should be more childlike in order to achieve that inner wisdom that you were just talking about? A hundred percent. I'll go two ways with it. I'll go back to anybody who's Christian oriented, go back to the Bible where Jesus in the New Testament turned around and said, suffer little children and come unto me for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It means being childlike. It means being not being tainted by um, laws, regulations, or tainted by anything that's out there. And um, I think the biggest, here's the biggest, I think the biggest thing that we have caused ourselves is when we recognize the power of fear in our life. Mm. That is what's changed everything. Because if you look at anything that's boiled down to any change or the way that people live, 
they are controlled by fear and they're controlled by the perceptions of others. You see, we are told what this people will say to me, look, do you believe in an afterlife or do you believe, you know, do you believe in this? And I always say, I don't believe at all. I know because if I believe you're getting interrupted, are you? <laughs> I'm doing an interview right now, like a real one. Bring him on. <laughs> Come here, buddy. Come here. Can Bring him in. Oh, I think he just had some <laughs> chocolate <laughs> or something. I had you chocolate had putting a flake cream on it. I ate dessert after my pizza. You had pizza and whipped cream with chocolate. Wow, you had a you had a really healthy, nutritious dinner. Did you, did your dad cheese? Did your dad have any of that? Did he homemade, see any? It was called homemade pizza. It was homemade pizza? <laughs> that we, did you make it? We made it all by ourselves. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi. Welcome to the Ron and Scripted Show. Hi. Welcome to the Ron and Scripted Show. Well, now it has to be scripted because it can't yeah. be raw. So, yeah. So, we're just going to pause for this little Jackson cuteness break, but we're actually are creating the daddy or the Jackson and daddy show. So what I'm actually going to hook up another microphone and I'm actually going to start hey, doing really? a podcast with him. Yeah. Cause he's always curious to come in here and do this. So for those so, of you guys, so for those of you guys who are, who are not watching this right now, my son just came into my studio and wanted to say hi. So we put him on camera and on the microphone, but daddy's got to finish his conversation. Okay. There's an example, Chris, exactly what you're saying. He had no fear. He had no trepidation. There was oh, yeah. nothing there. He wanted to come up and he wanted to express himself, and he did. Mm -hmm. That's the secret. That's what I was saying. Right on cue. Thank you, buddy. See? I was like, sending the kid. Yeah. Who arranged that? <laughs> did you arrange that? <laughs> yeah. It's not scripted. All right, buddy. I'll, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to go finish this conversation, and then I'll be downstairs, okay? He's just super excited because for those of you guys uh, watching this, I was uh, traveling this weekend and I went to a wedding where the we weren't wearing masks. So I came back and I quarantined just to make sure to keep him safe. So I wasn't able to see him. So now he's excited to see me because I was being that guy. So anyways, going back to what we were saying. Um, yeah, I mean, so you agree. I mean, going back to the childlike state is yeah. magnificent, but so many, but again, going back to that fear of judgment, like, what are you doing? You know, well, how do we get away from that? I think that's the magic sauce. If we can get away from that and being able to, to really reframe somebody's perspective of us that is negative is really a representation of what they feel inside. Right? Well, I, the, I think the easiest way to explain that is when you stop judging, then you won't feel judged. Say that again. When you stop judging, you will not feel judged. Ooh. How did you learn that lesson yourself? Because we all, I, as you know, my show is awareness in action. To, to have an aware, to change anything in your life, you have to have an awareness. And then in that awareness, you then have to take action. So when you're being judged and you feel bad, and I've been, and, and as in my work, you get judged all the time. You get judged by skeptics. You get judged by people and, who, who knows the guy who said there was a Fritz, he could have been, he could have been judging at the end of the day, you will not change the feeling of judgment unless you don't judge. Because when I, when I feel it, when I know that I'm judging someone, it's the law of karma. 
We're living the dual life. Karma's mm-hmm. like waves. Whatever goes in and goes into the water, it creates the wave. So in physics, it has to be an equal and opposite effect. So if we look at karma as equal and opposite effects, if they're judging, you're judging. Mm. You're also judging them judging you. Because when you feel the judgment, you become aware of it. And you're, you're judging that in itself. The secret is to become still. Like Ooh, a calm water. With no, no waves. That's the secret. Ooh, how do you do that? You'll find that I you can... only know judgment because you have judged in the past. And the only reason that you know judgment is because you have judged. Because we only know pain because we know health. We only know uh, hate because we understand love. And we mm. only know evil because we have good. There is equal and opposite effects. So if you're feeling judged, it's because you have also judged. That's where that's where we take out this uh, this beautiful piece of equipment. I told people, I said, this, this can answer everything in your life. This can answer all the problems that you have going on. And this lady was looking at me. She's like, a hot life? Because it says hot life right there. And I said, no. I said, what's inside of here? will give you the answers to all your situations. She's like, what is it? What is it? What is it? And I said, it's a mirror. It's a mirror, right? That's what we need to do. Is that what you're saying, Jock? We need to hold a mirror up to ourselves and say, hey. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, here's the other thing, though. A mirror can be used in two ways. A mirror can reflect or a mirror can show you what it is you don't see. Okay. So when we look in a mirror, it reflects back to us and we can see an exact replication of what we see. But you also remember that if we go back to ancient Egypt and we go back to way way back in those times, the mirror was something that was used for great insight and wisdom and to look beyond the world of the material world. They used what was called a psychomantium. The psychomantium was a suspended mirror-like object that they would use to look into the netherworld, to look beyond. So whilst everybody will say that we have a mirror and that mirror will show us our weaknesses or it reflects back to us, but if you understand the mirror can also show you what you don't see, it's having mm. awareness and knowing how to use the mirror that makes sense, that makes, that makes the most difference. When we look at a mirror and, and it reflects to us, we're just looking at what's perceived in the material world. But we are spirits having a human experience, not the other way around. So we can also use the mirror in dualistic ways, like the law of karma up and down. We can look at the mirror and we can see beyond it. We can use it as a tool to see beyond what is in the material to show us what is hidden. Mm. How do you, before I go down that rabbit hole, because there was a couple of things you said, how do you stay still? Now we were just talking about that. We were like, Thomas says here, he says, you know, Bruce Lee, be still like water. Yeah, there is so there is there is something about that. I am I I am admittedly diagnosed as ADHD on crack. So literally, if I sit silent, I get like just this barrage of thoughts and everything. And so silence and stillness for me has been something that I have been on a passion quest to to figure out. I've done the breathing. I've done binaural beats. I've done. I'm, I'm much better at it. 
What is your what is your advice for somebody who has a brain like mine, who hasn't done as much work as I've done, who's sitting there saying, oh, be still, you're fucking crazy, Jock. <laughs> what well, are some recommendations for me, getting still? Okay, so, so for you, I would say to you, why, you know, when, when you're trying to sit and be still and your mind is all, you know, I can give you all the techniques under the sun, but your mind is all busy and everything else. How does it make you feel? Overwhelmed. What if you changed that mindset and you changed that, that whole thought structure around it and you just let it be and you let yep. the busyness be part of the stillness because eventually the busyness will subside when you let it be. When you don't let it be, you get yourself upset and you try to do the five-minute rule. I'm going to breathe five times. I'm going to breathe in. I'm going to breathe it because you're judging yourself. You're going back to judgment. You're judging that my mind is not still. Oh my God, this is killing me. I can't do this. This is, this is, I don't have any stillness. What about just letting it happen and letting nature take its course and you start slowly building that up and slowly breathing through that in your own way. Like your busyness, instead of getting annoyed about it, just go, okay, I'm, it's busy. So I'll just let it go and I'll I'll just try and, and I'll continue and I'll breathe. You don't need to try any tools. You don't need to try any techniques. Try not judging yourself for doing it. Let it happen. Meditate in the shower. Meditate in the bath. Don't meditate when you're driving. That's crazy. <laughs> so do you prefer and, do you prefer guided meditations or do you use the meditation app and also when when and this is i think an important question as well when i think about meditation i think about stillness and i think about you know getting centered and grounded and all other stuff but i've had friends tell me they meditate to think that they actually explore those thoughts and all that all that ener that energy absolutely. that's coming up in their brain yeah. well well here's the thing is that you you're you're trying to meditate on a perception remember what i said Perception is a perception of others. We live our life be, be, by the perception of what other people tell us it should be, right? We don't allow ourselves within to feel what it is within. And, and so we're, we're governed by what other people say it should be. Now, you don't have to have sit in a kaftan or sit in quietness and stillness. You can meditate just by holding your child to be in that moment mm, and that even if it's only a about. second even if it's only a second it's a second more than you did before and then it's two seconds more than you did before and you can meditate when you're walking and you can meditate when you're eating and you can meditate if you pick up a flower and instead of just just holding that flower and just being with it in the moment and recognizing its beauty and the pattern, that's you learning to meditate. When we do guided visualizations, what we are doing is we are training the brain. We are training the mind in a specific way to reach a, a state, whether it's the, the alpha state or the beta, you know, you're in beta most of the time, but have you got alpha state or in a del right. delta is going right down and going to be comatose. But, you're training the mind and, and able to feel what that state's like. And I have guided meditations that I give to people. And I, I, give, I give people guided meditations that they can do. And what it does is it helps them to 
train their mind in how the process works to raise their vibration to be able to reach that space. But the real, the real key to meditation is being able to feel the inner power between the in-breath and the out-breath, to be able to touch the void of divinity, to be able to understand and, and release that inner power that you have, your, your psychic ability, your intuition, your gut instinct. But it doesn't have to be in any kind of structured way because that's the way someone tells you to do it. You meditate by learning what's in the present moment. When you're drinking a coffee, maybe not when you're having a wine, but you know when you're, you know, but when you're when you're eating, you know, there's there's this whole aspect to mindfulness, right? Mindfulness being in the moment. Well, that's you learn in meditation, just by taking a small amount each day to be in that moment and that time with your child, where your thought, when you're writing, when you're journaling. You're freaking meditating. You're learning to meditate when you journal. Mm -hmm. There's so many ways that we learn to meditate. We don't have to put it down to a particular structured tool because that gives us, we feel that we have an inability to it. We feel that we have to be pushed into a certain pattern right. to learn it. When that can actually do us more damage than just learning to become one with what exists, learning to become one with nature, learning to take the time in between your breath to understand it and not judging yourself for having a busy mind. One of the reasons, one of the, that's, I had that problem when I, you know, developing as a medium over the many, many years that, that I developed, I still do. Right. I had the same problem. The, the key for me was to just recognize and become aware that my mind is busy and that's okay. And that's, that's allowed to be busy because one day that won't be busy. Ah, ooh, ooh, that's a, that's a great delineation. So don't, that's don't ooh. judge yourself for doing it. Just let it one day. It won't be busy. Allow it to do its thing. I, I need to do more of that. I'm doing that. Uh, I'm doing that. So uh, I just want to capture some of these comments right here while you get a drink. Jennifer's with us. She says, absolutely truth. Thank you, Jennifer, for being, for being with us, spending your time with us. She said here, also let the business be part of the stillness. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It's something that I... It's something that I've been uh, I've been striving for many many times. We got Sandy Archer in the house. What's up, Sandy? Thank you for spending your time with us. It says meditate in the shower is good. I found out this is crazy. We got Scott Scott saying, "What's up? Hi guys, driving." Well, don't meditate, don't meditate. while you're driving. Jock <laughs> Jock just said that. Don't do that. But thank you for being with us, Scott. Um, you know, and talking and talk about the correlation we were saying with kids. Is there an aspect of our childhood when we were kids that we meditated that perhaps now we could see that it actually was meditation. So if meditation was good, did we do it as prayer. kids, but we just didn't know it? Didn't you say a prayer when you were younger? No. So you never, well, I, you prayed never my mom, I prayed my mom wouldn't kick my ass. I prayed there was food, you know? Well, you prayed, so you prayed. You prayed there was food. No, I'm, I'm more teasing. No, I didn't, we didn't do traditional. I didn't get on my hands and no, knees and pray. At any time that you said that you took a bit of time and you turned around and you went, Oh God, please don't let it rain. Or oh God, please let me find that twenty bucks on the floor that I can go and get food. You're just starting your path in meditation. Oh. You've probably done it more than you even can imagine. You just didn't have an awareness of it because again, we are governed by the perception of what others think or what others believe it should be. 
right? When when your family or your mother or someone's out there and they said, you know, don't be noisy, just go away and draw in your book, you know, go and draw some nice pictures. And the child sits down and they start to draw and they're intent and drawing. They're learning to meditate because they're present in that moment. Be like a child. And then the be like a clown. Yeah. Flick your boogers at strangers. (laughs) 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 Oh my God, you made me cry. It it was elastic bands I used to to do last year. Elastic bands we used to fire, but that is that's what it is. It is think like a child. You were you were learning to meditate ever since you were young from the day that you came out of the womb. Mm. So let's let's think of a way we can tie this all together because I, I want to respect your time. I know it's a uh, it's East Coast time over there. Um, definitely want to have you back here on the show. I just love having conversations with you. Uh, I want to capture this real quick. Jennifer says I needed that so much, or I needed that. Thank you so much uh, for asking the question, Christopher. You are most welcome. And again, you guys can ask any questions you want. Just go ahead and type them in the comments. We'll be be glad to answer those questions, whether you're watching us live or the replay, we'll go back and catch them afterwards. Um, So thinking about, thinking about everything we've talked about, I have a philosophy that I've recently come back to that has reminded me about, I call it the 1% more or the 1% less rule. So like, if we want to get success out of this conversation, I would say apply the 1% more rule, 1% more opportunity for us to meditate 1% more for us to get childlike 1% more for us, because I, I believe that that turns into compound interest and you, I heard it. I saw it on your, on your, on your blog written about the domino effect, the domino effect. So talk to us about that in relation to what I was just saying and how we can kind of wrap up everything we've talked about in the show to send people off with a, with a game plan for what they can start implementing in their life. So, the domino effect for me when I wrote that article, and if anybody wants it, I, we can link it to it. When I wrote that article, it was to try and um, exemplify how the the first decision that you make or the first awareness that you have from when you open your eyes can be the awareness that sets you off for the whole day. So in that that it, that example, you have the 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 guy who wakes up and he's he's horrible and he feels bad and he's he shouts at the wife and then she feels bad and then he's He's shouting at the people in the car and it's compound. So it's 1% more, but it's the domino because you're 1% more to that person. And the domino goes on and it goes and it goes and it goes. You know, you, the greatest gift that we were ever given, the greatest gift that God ever gave us was the gift of being able to choose. Right? We're not going to free will. That's another show. Free will is because we only have restricted free will. We don't have free free will is what people think. And so we have the gift to choose. Now, if we have that awareness in the morning and we choose to awake in prayer or to awake in how we feel or to have that good thought and to carry that on, that domino effect, before you know it, you've just impacted more people than you can imagine just by creating that 1% domino that pushes it in the positive. And then it goes bum 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 bum, and it's it's very much like the analogy of the butterfly. They say when a butterfly flaps its wings, you can feel it on the other side of the air. Well, that's your thought. That is your choice. You can either be impactful in your thought, just to serve humanity, or you can be impactful in your thought to detract from humanity. Mm. One of the greatest, one of the things that I try to live by and what I say 
and I say to my students is I do not serve to live. I live to serve. And if I live to serve, it means my domino effect is always 1% positive and falling in the right direction. And it just compounds and affects everybody else. And that one decision and choice has helped me to impact every domino in that line. Jock, Jock, Jock. Jock broke us, everybody. Did I pronounce your last name right? Yeah, you did, actually. That's, that's unusual. You got that right, huh? Yeah, well, I Not know you a little bit. I know you a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, so do, yeah. um looking at this we've already gone 56 minutes man thank you so much for spending your time with us i definitely want to have you back on the ron and scripted show because we could talk Absolutely. about as we talked about before we talk about all sorts of stuff we could have a, sh a show on free will uh where can people get a hold of you to continue the conversation where can they find your books at they can find my books on amazon or they can get into stores um on my website jobbrokers.com one of the things that i'll say i've got if, if you're interested in the paranormal you're interested i think go to my youtube channel it's youtube.com backslash jobbrokers medium there's over a hundred odd videos on there where i teach and i just give as much knowledge as i can and you can connect with me on instagram on at spiritual medium and you can ask questions i always answer instagram questions personally I, I i do have a team that do my other social and stuff like that but if you really have something you want to know you want to ask a question then jump on connect with me ask a question you might not get an answer straight away but i will 100 respond and i will 100 give you a personal response and it won't be it won't come from anywhere else so you can you can connect with me there Ooh, i just had a great idea all right i just had a great idea. I'll, talk, <laughs> I'll talk to you after the show but it's a personal right. thing no well, definitely okay. Definitely, guys, connect with them. I mean, connect. You're, you're such a value of information. I mean, your your heart, your heart, and your intention of when you speak, the articulation, the passion, the sincerity is, brother. I love you. I just, I'm so thankful we ran into Chris, each other in Clubhouse and and just having absolutely. so many great conversations. And so, just a shout out. We've got Nicole to thank thank for this. So, big shout out to Nicole for bringing us together. Yes. Awesome. Yes, Nicole. Yes, Nicole um yeah uh jennifer says here as well she goes yes 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 the only difference between a tragic day and a triumphant day are the choices we make perfect moment and uh, of course i would be remiss because i always i always have to usually not always but again ladies and gentlemen if you have a fucking problem with choices you have a problem picking your mindset pick up this book victor frankel man search for meaning for those of you guys listening again victor frankel man search for meaning have you read this book jock no nah. what i will know though no i have not read it oh yeah well what you're talking about this is first-hand account uh auschwitz uh uh concentration camp survivor and the, oh, the, crux, right. the crux of this book changed my life oh really because oh, i used to think i used to when i was sitting there jock you're making me angry oh those people are pissing me off oh my mom did this to me in this book this guy is in a Nazi concentration camp. He says, you yeah, can beat me. You can starve me. You can't tell me how to feel. You That's cannot true. tell me what to think. 
And his, 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 his thing was all about, his thing was all about, I am choosing the field that I will be reunited with my wife. I am choosing the field. I'm yeah. choosing to think this, any external, like going back to the original top of the part of the conversation, yeah. any external situation cannot impact us if we choose not to let it going back to your choices. So yes, Victor you know Frankl's man's you know, for meaning. You know, the only thing that you, you own, you, you truly own in life, you might have a bike, you have your guitars, but you don't really own them because when you go, they're gone. Oh, yeah. The only thing that you own that can never be taken away is your mind. My soul. And your mind is everything. Yes, yeah, your soul. It's your mind. Your mind. Well, your mind. Yeah, it's that's the only thing that can't be taken away from you. Yeah. And you have you have control of that. I have control of that. Of course I do. Margaret's in the house. What's up, Margaret? She says yes. Great book. Absolutely. Look at Ray's in the house. Long time no see. What's up, Ray? Made it late, but I'm here. You can catch us on the replay. Absolutely. This has been a great show. Angela actually says this. Angela says, great show, Christopher Roush and Jack. Have a great evening, everybody. Thank you so much for being here and sharing that with us, Angel. You are an angel. Um, yes, and please, if you guys got value out of this, go ahead and share the episode. Make sure and, and tag some people in it and say, hey, listen, if you're struggling and if you had some epiphanies, like you said, Jennifer, you did, there's other people out there that could really use this conversation. That's why I do this show every single week. It's not for money or anything else, not for advertising. It's about making an impact on you guys so that you go out there and pay it forward and have that ripple effect, have that domino effect. Thank you so much, Jock. I'm going to stick you backstage here for a second, back in the green room. I'm going to say some nice things and close out the show, and then you and I can have a quick conversation. So stand by. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Again, connect with Jock. Uh, put that put that information back up there here real quick while I sit there and think about what my final thoughts are. So go to www.jockbrokas.com or Instagram at the spiritual medium at the spiritual at spiritual medium for those of you guys listening i don't want to screw you all up and of course if you're listening to this you can actually always go to my youtube page and see these shows on replay you can go to my website you can go to the media tab and it shows video casts and you can go see all the shows of course of course of course so we talked about a lot of stuff tonight we talked about um something that's super important to me and that's choices every single moment we have the ability to choose and set the intention for where it is that we're going. But oftentimes we sit there and we take that opportunity to really consider where we've been and who we were and, and what was. And the magic of life is here in the moment, the moment. That's where the gift is. That's why they call the present, the present, because it is a present, it's a gift. You know, right now I'm healthy. Right now my son's downstairs having a great time. Right now I've got electricity. Right now my refrigerator works, right? So I'm in the moment. Because I don't know what the next moment's going to bring, but I do know this, whatever the moment is going to bring next, I can choose how my response or my reaction to that moment is going to be. And that comes with that stillness that Jock talked about before. Being able to get centered and stop the minutia of everything that's going on out in the world because it's so easy to get overwhelmed. It's so easy to take on all those voices and all that input. We have so much coming at us right now. I mean, if you're sitting there walking around with one of these things, I mean, it amazes me how many people are just like this all the time, all the time, on the phone, on the phone. Did you notice there was a breeze outside? Did you notice it was a beautiful sunny day? Did you take that into consideration? Did you take that into gratitude? We have a choice every single day. And to Jock's point, before my eyes open, I sat I say what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for I wake up another day. I'm grateful for my bed. I'm grateful for my son sleeping in the other room. Whatever it is I might be grateful for. And then before my eyes open again, still, I set the intention for the day. 
My intention today is to be present and playful with my son. My intention today is to go out there and make a difference and impact in the world. My intention today is to connect with the right people that are going to move me closer to impacting the world on a bigger level. My intention today is to be a better husband and a better person. My intention today is to have a good time at any moment that I possibly can. My intention today is to be grateful for the abundance that I have in my life. And the list goes on. So before my feet hit the floor, before my eyes wake up, I have set in motion what I intend on creating for the day. So guess what? My subconscious is going to go about that and going back to choices. Now I can sit there and get in my car and have that all set up. And then all of a sudden I could have somebody cut in front of me. And then that immediate reaction, I can sit there and react and go, what the fuck? fuck? Or I can go, I respond. Hey, please go ahead in front of me. You must have something else more important to do than I carry on. I'm going to carry on doing what I do. So again, if we take that to be personal and we wash that inside of us and we choose to let that infiltrate our soul, then guess what we're going to do? Oh, see, there's the rest of the day. God damn. I knew this day was going to go to shit, blah, blah. And you just, then again, you just rewire your brain to find out where the negativity is going to come from. But the blessing is in the moments because we've all had situations where we've gotten that phone call. Hey, so-and-so is no longer here. They just died. We've gotten those phone calls. Hey, you need to get to the hospital. We've gotten those phone calls. Hey, um, I just got diagnosed with blank. And then in those moments, tell me not that your life doesn't change forever. So the moments are where the magic happens. You can choose in every single one of those moments how you're going to live, how you're going to be remembered, what legacy you're going to leave by the choices and the actions that you take. And one of the best choices you can do is today, like I was saying, without accountability mirror, go up to the mirror and say, who am I today? But more importantly, who am I going to be tomorrow? Who am I going to choose to be tomorrow? Who am I? What am I going to do today that's going to make me the person that I need to be tomorrow in order to achieve more tomorrow, to challenge myself more, to take on more, to leave a greater impact? Or do you wake up every day and say, my intention is mediocrity. My intention is to putting up with the same shit that I've put up with for all the other fucking years I put up with it. My intention today is to be crabby and bitchy because I really don't like anybody. I'm not happy with my life. My intention... Whatever it might be, whatever it might be, that is your choice. That is your choice. That is my choice. I love each and every one of you guys. Thank you so much for being here on the Ron and Scripted Show. Mary, Robert, Nicole, uh, Teresa, Thomas, um, Angel, Jennifer, um, all you guys, all you guys, Sandy, Margaret, Ray. I love you guys. You guys are misfits for life of the Kick-Ass Nation take this episode, share it out with the people that you know that need to hear it. But more importantly, please take action on at least one aspect of the conversation tonight. Let me know what it is. Hit me in the DMs. And if you're watching this right now, I'm just feeling compelled to share this. If you've never had one of my complimentary coaching sessions, please hit me up. I'm here. I know you guys are going through a lot of shit. I know that all of us are going through a lot of stuff right now with the COVID lockdowns and the, and the Delta and what's going to happen in the mask and everything's coming back. I am going to sit here and be here with you and for you through every bullshit thing that we've got going on in this world until we get through this together to make this world a better place for who we are and what we do. And that's the intention of this show. That's the intention of my life. That's the legacy I choose every single day to create and to live. And I'm so blessed that I get to do it with people like you. So go out there, have a magnificent evening. The rest of the evening, stay kick-ass and classy. And I love you guys. We'll see you here next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Ron and Scripted Show. Love you guys. Peace.